You're listening to the Private Practice Workshop Podcast. I'm your host, John Clark, helping you build a better business without all of the overwhelm. And in this episode, I'm talking about how to hire a virtual assistant, all the reasons why you should probably do it if you haven't done it already, or if you are doing it, how to get the most out of it. My best tips for you and also some pitfalls that I want to help you to avoid. So um, there you have it. Without further ado, let's dive in. So the first thing I want to say is that uh, a little bit about my experience with virtual assistants. So uh, at this point, I've owned a number of businesses, uh, many of which those businesses serve therapists. Their primary function is to serve therapists. And one of them was a virtual assistant company for therapists. A lot of people didn't know about it, didn't last all that long, but we learned a lot in a short period of time. That company was called Therapy Desk, and I'm pretty happy with that name. (laughs) By the way, it's a pretty catchy name, pretty catchy brand, uh, but the business itself um, wasn't one that we continued to pursue. But uh, I've had a lot of experience over the years uh, recruiting VAs, hiring VAs, both here uh, in the U.S. and North America, uh, and also abroad all over the world, places like South America, the Philippines, etc. So I've had a lot of experience in this area. And w- what I want to say is that a virtual assistant can be a very transformational uh, uh, piece of your practice or of your business, whatever kind of business you have. If you find the right person, if you can learn how to manage them and really kind of lean into your your development as a leader and as a manager uh, and if you set up the experience to to go well, right? If you uh, are a, truly a good employer and a, an employer that people really want to work for, so um, let's first of all just talk about some pitfalls in hiring a virtual assistant. The first one uh, is what I would call well. L- let me say this: if you don't already have a VA, you are probably already paying for it. Here's what I mean: most people hire a VA when it's already too late. So let's say you're a solo practitioner and you charge 150 a session. When you were in session today, two potential clients called, right? Uh, Two potential clients that could come weekly and are generating $300 a week for your practice times four. I had to do that math. That's $1,200 a month for your practice. Let's say you are paying someone $15 an hour for 10 hours a week as a VA and they live in any part of the country, right? Or if you're in a big city, maybe they live in a more affordable part of the country. So that person you know, 15 bucks an hour times 10 hours a week is the cost of roughly one session a week, 150 bucks, right? If you had had that person answering your phones while you were in session, then guess what? You've already, uh, your VA is already kind of paying for themselves, so to speak. This is just on the kind of marketing and sales side of your business, right? You need someone to help manage that sales process because the sales process is the, the gate to the rest of your business and the gate to you growing your revenue. So, the thing is, it, everyone in the business should be doing the task that generates the most revenue for the business, given their skill set, right? Well, what does this mean for therapists? It means that therapists or any kind of provider should primarily be in session producing hundreds of dollars per hour of revenue and not doing 10 to 15, $20 an hour tasks, right? It's the same reason why when I call my doctor's office, he doesn't answer the phone and say, hello, oh, hi, John, yes, I'd love to help get you rescheduled, right, or send you that super bill. Uh, He or she is seeing clients, right, or seeing patients doing the tasks that produce the most revenue for the business. It's as simple as that. So you need to design your business accordingly. Now, 
Uh, that being said, so again, most therapists hire a VA when it's already too late. You're probably already paying for it. Um, there are a wealth of tasks that you can absolutely do or that you can absolutely assign to them, a lot of which you probably aren't even thinking about, right? Because you're so used to doing them yourself. Everything from uh, emailing clients, calling clients, sending text reminders, sending super bills, uh, rescheduling people, right? Writing your blogs, doing your email marketing, all the pieces uh, of marketing, right? There's, there's just a ton of, ton of things to do. And if you want to think about how to develop your job description for a VA, it's pretty simple. Just sit down and write down all the things you do in a given week, do a bit of a time study, and then pick out the tasks that you don't like doing or you feel even neutral about, and then write those down, and there you have your job description for your VA, right? And all of a sudden, those are the tasks that that person is going to manage for you, and you've, you're, you're pretty much ready to go. So, um, so uh, what you want to do right, is if you are going to hire a VA, you want to make sure that you know, once you decide to do it, you're going to avoid some of the bigger pitfalls of, uh, of this process. Here are the pitfalls as I see them. The first one is what we call superhero syndrome, superhero syndrome. This is basically when you believe, uh, you know, you have an inability to give up control because you believe that no one can do what I do as good as I do it, and therefore I'm not going to outsource it. This is a, you know, a critical flaw of business owners of all kinds. The way to work through this is, could someone do this task 80% as well as I can do it with reasonable training, right? With a few hours of training and maybe a few weeks of ongoing support to learn this task. The answer for most things as it relates to running a practice are yes, absolutely. In fact, someone can probably do these tasks better than you because they're going to be more focused on it, like managing the phones, right? They're going to be so focused on it that their ability to, to get it done or do it consistently is actually going to be better than yours. So a lot of times they'll, you know, a VA will actually make less mistakes than you. It's just not going to feel that way, right? Because you'll, you'll be very focused on their mistakes. So the first part is working through super, superhero syndrome and just leaning into your fear, right, about outsourcing and, um, and handing off some tasks. The second pitfall is unclear expectations, right? So if I don't know what's expected of me in this role or if I don't know what success looks like in this role, then how am I going to achieve it? right? How am I going to be successful if I don't know what success looks like? So you need to be abundantly clear, especially early on, and you need to be pretty firm early on as to this is what I expect. This is how you'll be measured, right? This is exactly, you know, what I expect from you in this job, and this is how I'm going to measure your success. Um, A good example of this is if they're answering the phones, then you might say this is the uh, conversion rate that we aim for. So uh, let's say your conversion rate is about 50% for, which is what I'd recommend for most private pay practices, at least 50%, usually more if you're insurance based. A 50% conversion on all new client inquiries, right? And you're going to track that through your KPIs, your key performance indicators for your business. Okay. So, um, uh, um, speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of tracking your KPIs, um, we have developed a new tool recently, or we're piloting a new tool called our Owner Dashboard Premium. This is a premium tool that we are setting up. It's basically a beautiful, robust, automated dashboard to to track the live statistics of your business. Everything from the client seen, the number of inquiries, um, your uh, actual revenue. It's going to track revenue with an integration with your bookkeeping software or your bank. 
Uh, it's going to track your Google ads statistics, your Google analytics statistics, email marketing, YouTube, if that's part of your strategy. It's going to pull all those things and have you like sitting there in the cockpit of your business and looking at this dashboard. It's going to instantly kind of reflect and show you the health of your business and also what areas need need help. So um, we're actually just launching that program this week. If it's something you want to get into, um, we will put a link in the description here. Um, we're running it as a Kickstarter, and basically, we if we don't fill it by this Thursday, the 31st at 5 p.m. Eastern, then the project won't launch. Um, so if you're interested in that and being a part of that and, and getting your own custom automated dashboard, check out the link in the description. Anyway, I digress. Uh, coming back to it, so... Again, just want to make it clear what you're expecting of your uh, VA. The third pitfall is unclear or maybe no feedback, right? Or even inconsistent feedback. Um, that we'll talk about this here more in a second. But if people really want to know how they're doing, right? It would surprise you how much people want to know how they're doing. And when they don't, they get anxious, right? They want that feedback, both positive and critical. So you have to lean into you know, your ability to give that feedback and, and lean into sometimes your discomfort. Um, let's talk about how to successfully work with the VA. Um, the first step I think is hire slow and fire fast. This is uh, just a, another saying in business, hire slow and fire fast, right? So hire slow, meaning take your time with this process of finding the right person. Slow everything down and have a slow and methodical process around your hiring, around your recruiting, your interviewing, your onboarding, etc. Okay. And then if you set your expectations really clearly and you show them like these are the uh, situations that would warrant you getting fired, um, then it'll be no surprise if those do happen, right? Or maybe you have like a three strikes policy, um, then you want to make that really clear to them. The second tip is to give them a trial task as part of your, your interviewing. So if I have a couple of good candidates, I'm going to send them all the same task and have them complete that. And I'm going to evaluate that um, as a way to evaluate their fit for the role. And also, and perhaps more importantly, I'm going to use it as a chance to see how they handle feedback, right? So I'm going to give them feedback in the moment, sit down with them on zoom or whatever, and give them feedback about this task. And I want to see how they take it, right? Cause a lot of people can grow into a role and can be really effective, but they need to be able to take feedback to get there. So when you're hiring, always, always give a trial task. My next tip, give them a 90-day probationary period. This is essential. It's basically giving you a backdoor. I would even argue that you should do this for clinicians. The reality is people, you can be anyone in an interview, right? It's kind of like dating. But after the honeymoon period is over, reality sets in, right? People start to show their true colors, and you want to make sure you have an out. So I would establish a 90-day probationary period and say, basically, during this time, you'll be employed um, under this caveat of being on a probationary period. After that 90-day period, we'll sit down, talk about how you did, give you some feedback, and then you know if if it's if you're eligible to basically be a full member, full employee, whatever, then at that point that'll take place. Okay, um, it's also going to encourage them to work really hard during those first 90 days to really show you what they can do. So. Next tip, meet with them weekly. Uh, early on, I would meet with them twice a week as you're training and onboarding them. You wanna kinda over-communicate early on, give them a, a kinda over-support them early on and then taper that down as you move forward. Uh, when you're meeting weekly um, on a regular basis, I would set, set aside at least 30 minutes a week and have them come and meet with you and I break it down into these three sections, just like I do with a coaching session. 
uh, because I consider myself almost like a coach for my employees. These are the three sections, wins, challenges, and action steps. So the wins, they come and they share what's gone well since I last saw you. This helps me see what they're focusing on and also what they consider wins, right? Is it a really personal win uh, or is it more of a company-wide win? Are they happy that we got more more subscribers to our email list? Are they happy that they converted more clients this week or whatever it is, right? So it's interesting to see what they focus on. The next piece around challenges, I'm really expecting them to bring their challenges to supervision, right? It's completely up to them to know where they're getting stuck in their job and what they need my help with. So you need to make sure that they do this. Again, you could use the same format for clinicians. The third, you know, the action steps is basically what are we agreeing that you'll do between now and next time to improve what you're doing, right? Or to, to further your job. Pretty simple. So again, wins, challenges, and action steps. Um, my last tip on how to be successful with the VA is to complete what we call three and three feedback at least quarterly, if not more. Uh, I learned this through a, a nonprofit that I worked at, but basically it's really simple. They're going to write down three areas of improvement and three strengths. You're going to do the same. So you're going to write down three and three. They're going to write down three and three. And then you meet, you use them as discussion points. You talk them through. A lot of times there's some overlap. And again, you're also getting to see how conscientious they are, how self-aware they are of their strengths and growth areas. And then you're going to figure out, hey, what do you need from me in order to improve these uh, areas of improvement? It's a great process. It's simple. It's easy. And again, employees really love it. So that's called three and three. You do that at least quarterly. All right. Our last section here, how to find a VA and how much to pay. So basically... In the therapy space, you kind of have two options. One is to hire a VA company. One is to um, a VA company that works with therapists. The other is to hire directly, right? You've got these choices here. Let's talk about hiring through a VA company. So there's a bunch of these that exist. A couple that I refer to usually are the productive therapists, shout out Uri Guilford, and um, Move Forward Virtual Assistants, that's Allison Pigeon. Um, so you could go to either of those just as a starting point. They both work with therapists. Some benefits of working with a VA company is the VA has already been vetted for you. Uh, they've already been trained, right? So they know things like EHRs, uh, how to answer the phone, what to say on the phone, how to talk about super bills and private pay and insurance. They have a good bit of training, right? The other benefit is that uh, if something happens to them or they're out sick for a week, then the, the company probably has a backup VA that can step in, that can answer phones for you, respond to emails, whatever it is. They'll have your logins and your systems and processes documented somewhere, I assume, and then someone can step in like that. So it's kind of covering that liability for you. Um, now, a downside here is that you're going to pay a lot more. You're going to pay 2 or 2.5x hourly what you would pay someone directly, right? This is because the VA company has operating costs and the owner needs to make a profit, right? So you will pay more, but again, you will get someone who's trained, ready to go, who's kind of been vetted by this company and you'll get the kind of a backup VA, right? So it's really up to you. I think a working with a VA company is a good place to start if you've never hired a VA and then you can always later go hire someone directly. Now, speaking of hiring someone directly, this is a good option for you if you feel like you're comfortable enough leaning into that process of recruiting, interviewing, hiring, onboarding, etc. If you're ready to kind of lean into your, your skills as a manager and do some of the things we've talked about today, then hiring direct is a great way to go, right? You're going to have that direct relationship with someone. Maybe they work with a couple other practices as well as an independent contractor. 
but uh, you're going to have more of a direct kind of relationship with them without a third party involved. And of course, you're going to have uh, the cost savings associated with it, right? If you're paying, you'd be probably paying them less than what you pay a VA company. So this is kind of what I prefer given it where I'm at. But again, if I'm early on and I'm not that comfortable with you know, hiring and managing and all that stuff, then I might start with a VA company. So there you go. You, you've got options. How much to pay? Well, ultimately you get what you pay for, right? So um, I would say make sure that your pay is something that is uh, that the, the VA is comfortable with. You could even have them pitch their fees, you know, have them suggest their fees first, and then you could offer something near that fee, depending on what you can afford and what your budget is and where you think their skills are at. Um, I would say set pay in a way that you can be sure to afford it. And it also leaves some room for growth, right? For them to grow, right? So you might even say, here's the pay for the probationary period. Then it will go to this rate. And then after three months or every six months, we'll evaluate, you know, your performance and you'd be eligible for a two to 5% increase or something like that. Finally, whatever you do, just make sure you set really, you know, those, those clear kind of key results areas for them and show them how they can earn more. I also would consider uh, having them have some skin in the game. So making sure that they have a way to make more money when they're performing better. So if they're answering the phone for your practice, then an easy thing to do is like every five for every five clients they book, they get a $50 bonus or something like that. Because again, that money is directly producing revenue for your business. So I want them to have skin in the game. They're effectively the salesperson for your business, the gatekeeper to your business. So I highly, highly recommend you consider some sort of profit sharing or bonus structure for this VA. There you have it. This is this is how to be successful with a VA. I hope this was was helpful. Again, we've covered a lot of ground here um, uh, along the way. You know, as I've mentioned before, I'm trying to get back into a regular groove with the podcast. But my goodness, things have been busy. Uh, again, especially being a new father and all that stuff. And uh, I'm trying my best, but uh, you'll hear from me as much as I can for now. Um, Again, a couple quick notes here. Um, You'll see a link in the description to the Owner Dashboard premium service that we're launching that ends on Thursday, Thursday the 31st at 5 p.m. Eastern. So if you're ready to sign up for that, just jump in. Uh, The next piece is we are still enrolling for our new coaching program. It's called Uplevel Coaching. It's basically unlimited weekly coaching with me. You're going to meet with me in a small group of of similar business owners every single week for an hour on Zoom. You're going to get access to all my premium resources, tools, libraries. You're even going to get access right now to a private Slack channel with me and the other members. So you get tons and tons of support. And it's a great program for you to just jump into now and start getting uh, coaching. So uh, you can learn more about that on through our homepage, privatepracticeworkshop.com. There you have it. Hope you enjoyed this, guys. Happy New Year. Take care of yourselves. And I look forward to seeing you again real soon. Cheers. Bye.